Welcome to Let Go, Lean In, my podcast designed with transformational leaders like you in mind. I'm Lise Lewis, your transformational leadership coach. In each episode, you'll find help growing awareness of your mindset as a leader, be equipped with a tool to let go of unrealistic expectations and self-limiting beliefs that get in the way of your one precious life. My goal is for you to thrive as you lean in toward the leadership call God has put on your life. Join me and other leaders as we let go and lean in together. Hello, dear listener. I'm so glad to be together with you today. Even though you and I may not yet have met one another face to face, I wanted to tell you how important it is for me to know that you have downloaded another episode to listen to. It it humbles me. And because of that, I want you to know that you are deeply appreciated and prayed for. So thank you. Thanks for being here. I want to talk today about a very challenging mindset that it would be really helpful for each of us to let go and lean in. So here's what we're going to do today in this series of learning to let go of. We're going to talk about certainty. Certainty itself is defined as the mindset that something has or will happen as we think about it. So let me read, that's my paraphrase, let me read it to you. The conviction, the firm conviction that something is the case. That is certainty. And I'm going to talk with you about the psychology of certainty, how it is potentially harmful, and how certainty impacts our life, our leadership, and our faith. So buckle up, because here we go. So I told you that certainty is a firm conviction. And we often have firm convictions about things that come from experience. And you've probably heard the quote, experience is a great teacher. Well, it's also a great grounding place. And by grounding, I mean, it gets into your mind and into your heart and into your body. Experience sticks with us, especially if that experience has been fraught with challenge. And if we have had to suffer, then that experience gets very ingrained in us. And we form this mindset of certainty, 
a firm conviction that something is the case. So here's an example. As a child, many of us struggled with being alone in the dark. The uncertainty caused us to have fear. Now, if something ever happened in your childhood that happened at night in the dark, for example, a broken window because someone was trying to break into your house, you are going to remember that physical and emotional experience in a way that can cause you to have prolonged fear of the dark because of that very real experience. Now, here's where the concept of certainty plays in. You can tell yourself with certainty, that firm conviction that something is the case, you can tell yourself that there are people waiting outside your house to break in every single night and you have to make sure that all the doors are locked, the windows are locked, the blinds are drawn, the curtains are closed before you can go to bed because that certainty, that embedded, ingrained fear of the dark was experienced in such a way that it has become a part of you. Now that's an extreme example, I realize. But certainty is not helpful for your mental, emotional, and physical health. I want to share with you a quote from a really great article that I highly recommend. It was published earlier this year in Psychology Today. The title of the article is The Psychology of Uncertainty, and it's written by Dr. Brian Robinson. I'll put all that in our show notes for today, but let me read his words to you in this context of struggling with certainty versus uncertainty. Research scientists have long said that every thought that enters the mind eventually finds a place in the body where it bears the burden. Your mindset during this era of life is everything. Your perspective is the most powerful thing you can control in a situation that is beyond your control. Now, I know that you all are experiencing similarly the long months of the impact of this global pandemic. Dr. Robinson's article was published last spring. Those words still ring true today as we enter the last month of 2020. My encouragement to you is to wrestle with the difference, the mindset of certainty versus uncertainty. 
So here's where we dig a little deeper. First, we have the definition of certainty. Then I gave you the example of how you can develop this mindset of certainty. Now, what do we do about it? If it is something that you know you struggle with. Well, first you have to recognize when it's happening. Back to awareness is the first step to change. So now you might have an awareness that you didn't have before. You have areas in your life, in your leadership, and perhaps in your faith where certainty needs to be an aspect of it. You need to be certain that you can pay the bills. You need to be certain that the lights are going to be on. When you open back up again for people to come into your business, you need to be certain of, well, so many different things. But there is also equal amount of uncertainty. And how can you move from discomfort with uncertainty to acceptance of uncertainty? Doesn't mean you love it. We don't have to draw that spectrum to where suddenly I don't need to be certain about anything. Uncertainty is my favorite thing. That's not realistic. We just want to move the notch from has to be certain and it has to be done this way a notch closer to the opportunity to acknowledge we don't have to have all the information before we take action. That's a shift for certain. So how do we get there? Well, you have to practice on something that you're willing to take the risk around. For example, I am not willing to risk jumping out of an airplane. That is not something I'm going to do. Now, you may have gone skydiving numerous times. Good on you, friend. That's not my thing. I do, however, ride on the back of a tandem bike where I cannot steer. I cannot see what's in front of me except my husband's back. I can't brake. I can only pedal. I have a certain degree of expectation, how he's going to behave, but there are uncertain elements that we encounter all the time. Do I stay off of the bike because of those unknown things? Sometimes I want to, let me just be honest, but most of the time I am very willing to go with the certainties that I have and face the uncertainties that may come. Now, that's also something you may not experience yourself going on a tandem bicycle, but I really think it's a lot of fun. It's work, but it's a lot of fun. But I didn't get there from, sure, I'll jump on the bike. Some of you might do that, but I had to work through my need for certainty around safety. He had to prove himself to me as what is called the captain of the tandem. In his proving 
of these particular safety issues, I was willing to risk the uncertain things, the things I didn't know that I might want to know, because I trusted him. Well, how does that transfer to certainty in faith? We all have had friends, and it may have been us as well, who have struggled during this election cycle. And the certainty that we have heard bantered back and forth around faith has been challenging to navigate among my peers and friends. And I, I say that with all candor because elections are not an area of certainty. There are uncertain elements. How can we learn to be okay with uncertainty? Well, we practice, as I mentioned, in areas where we're willing to risk. I shared my own story, but that isn't yours. So consider what is an area that you are willing to take a risk in? Practicing moving from having to have everything understood with certainty to allowing for some things that you don't know. So determine what that area is. Now, let me back up to what I said about navigating this challenging election season. It has been disheartening for me to hear people who follow Jesus, who claim the name of Christ, to be so hurtful to those with less certainty than they have. Because faith is the evidence of things not seen. If something is not seen, it is inherently uncertain. Let me say that again. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. That's in the Bible, in Hebrews. If something is not seen, it is inherently uncertain. So what do we do with certainty and faith? There is a lot of tension because for many, if I can't see it, I can't believe it. God bless Thomas, the apostle. And Jesus said to him, you, you believe because you can see? Blessed are those who will believe even without seeing. That is a blessing. But if we are acting with such certainty and don't leave room for those with uncertainty, are we being loving 
to them and to ourselves? It's a big question. And this is a big part of people's lives. And my prayer for each one of us is that we allow room for uncertainty so that others can learn how to move their uncertainty toward certainty if they need. Their uncertainty is accepted. How others can feel okay. I have witnessed far too many who have not felt okay in the presence of folks who claim to be committed Christians. I say claim because some of the hateful and hurtful speech that we've heard or read doesn't line up with following Jesus the way the Bible tells us. So if this is poking at you in any way, I want to say I'm sorry, but then I also don't want to say I'm sorry. I want each one of us to be able to recognize where certainty works and where uncertainty would be even more helpful. Going back to Dr. Robinson's words, your perspective is the most powerful thing you can control in a situation that is beyond your control. To have perspective often means that we can take on what it looks like from someone else's vantage point, not just our own. So my encouragement to you as we learn to let go of certainty is to find that one area where you're willing to take a risk of adjusting your certainty so that you can accept uncertainty. Now, if you have questions about how this looks in your circumstances, I would love to listen to your perspective, pose some questions that you can then process to continue your desire to move from the the fixed mindset of certainty toward a growth mindset of accepting some uncertainty. It will honestly change your mental, emotional, and physical health. And I'll include another resource in the show notes about this episode that you can look up and learn more about the mindset of certainty. Thanks again so much for being here. I really welcome your questions and your interactions at uh, either on Instagram or through my website. Send me an email. I'm here for you, and my hope for you is that you embrace growth and learn to let go of things that you're clinging to so that you could lean in toward Jesus 
who invites you to come to him. Thanks so much for being here today. Talk soon. Welcome to the first day of December, 2020. The year that we are all looking forward to coming to an end. But with every ending is a new beginning. And I wanted to hop on here and let you know about something that I'm going to be doing beginning January, the first week of January, 2021. And I want to tell you about it because I want to invite you to consider participating. So here's the deal. In January, I'm going to start some group coaching. This is where you come in. Consider giving yourself and a friend the gift of group coaching together. Well, group coaching about what? Well, specifically this, looking at life, love, and leadership through Enneagram lenses. Now you may not know this about me, but I'm a certified Enneagram coach. So I use the Enneagram with my clients if they choose. Well, with group coaching and the Enneagram as being built right in, it will be a really fun opportunity for you and one or more friends to get together on Zoom be together and learn about yourselves through the lens of the Enneagram. If you don't know your Enneagram type yet, I can help you with that because I am a practitioner for Integrative 9, which is the same uh, assessment that Ian Morgan Cron uses. So if you're interested, I can set you up with that. If you already know your Enneagram type and you want to know how does, how does one use the Enneagram to grow and develop in life, in relationships with others, and in your leadership skills, this group would be excellent for you. Now here's how it's going to work. Weekly Zoom calls during January, so four group Zoom coaching calls of 90 minutes, so hour and a half in the evening, limited to six people. But you also have an additional hour available, if you choose, to coach with me individually during the month of January. So five coaching sessions, four in a group, one with me individually and resources through email all around the Enneagram, all for the low price of $125. In addition to signing up for that group coaching, looking at life, love, and leadership through Enneagram lenses, you will automatically receive a brand new 10-page mindset shift guide that I have worked with another creative to develop. That will be sent to you when you sign up for group coaching. Now that's something 
new to look forward to at the beginning of the new year. So get yourself and a few friends together to sign up for this group coaching opportunity. Again, limit of six people in each group. How do you sign up, you wanna know? Of course you need to know. So you'll find at my website, lisalewiscoaching.com, a link that you can go in, fill out your information, pay for it right up front, and then you'll receive the 10-page mindset shift guide that will give you an individual head start for your individual coaching session with me because it gives you a lot of activities that you can start processing through so that between what you learn about yourself with the Enneagram and this mindset shift journal, then you will be really ready for a productive coaching session, which is part of your group coaching package. So hop over to lisalewiscoaching.com and sign up. What are you waiting for? See you soon.